Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, my name is Daniel Geffen, and welcome to my new podcast, Can I Pick Your Brain?, where I'll be picking the brains of successful entrepreneurs to find out how they went from where they were to where they are today. In my brain-picking adventures, I'll be finding out things like what motivated them to start their business. How did they deal with things like perfectionism, procrastination, fear, pressure, loneliness, and other negative mindsets? What has been some of the toughest moments in growing their business? What has been their business breakthroughs, their defining moments? What drives them? What makes them tick? What gets them out of bed in the morning? And no, I don't mean their alarm clock. What are some of the best tools they've used to help them along the way? But first, I'd like to share my story with you and why I started this podcast. So the earliest memory I can remember was I was a four-year-old boy and I was in the forest with my parents in London. And I decided out of the blue that I wanted chocolate. I decided I wanted to eat chocolate. So I said to my parents, you know, I want some chocolate. And they said, we don't have any chocolate. We didn't bring any. Now, I was a very stubborn kid and I didn't take no for an answer. So I proceeded to say over and over and over again, but I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. And they kept telling me, we can't. We're in the middle of nowhere. Where are we going to find chocolate? I didn't care. I wanted chocolate and I was going to get it. So they finally realized after an hour of me singing at the top of my lungs, I want chocolate, that they were going to have to find me some chocolate. So we proceeded to get in the car and they started to drive around and they went from one place to the next to see if they could find a store that sold chocolate. And finally, after a few hours, we finally found a store that sold chocolate and I got what I wanted. So I learned from this that from an early age, I had in me a quality called persistence. I wasn't willing to give up. Now, it got me in a lot of trouble, uh, especially in high school. Um, In high school, I didn't listen to the teachers. I was one of those kids that would get on the tables, make people laugh. I was the class clown. And I discovered that actually I had a very low self-esteem and that I I, I don't know, I was searching for something and uh, I only found out later what it was. Anyway, I ended up getting married at a young age of 22 years old, and I ended up landing my first job, which I managed to negotiate a six-figure salary in Sully, California. Now, that boosted my confidence. But then in 2008, the year of darkness, when the economy crashed, I lost my job, and I was kicked out onto the streets. I'll never forget the day I had uh, one child at the time, my first son, The landlord came knocking on our door and she said, you know, you're two months overdue. You know, you need to, you need to leave. And I said, what? I've got a child. How am I, what am, you know, I can't just go onto the streets. And she said, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. So we ended up having to move back to London where I took a job working in a grocery store as a cashier and I hated every single minute of it. And I did that for a year. And I I, I remember coming home to my wife one day after about a year of doing this. And I said to her, honey, if I have to serve milk and eggs to another person, I think I'm going to shoot someone. I need to get out of this job. I need to go and do something. And so that's... That's when I started my company called Jet Virtual. It was, it's a telephone answering service and virtual office business. And I started that six years ago. And at the beginning, it was exciting. 
You know, when you start a new business, it's exciting. You have this like freedom to do what you want, to be creative, to make my own decisions. I was able to express myself. I didn't have to listen to anybody. I didn't have to go to lunch, you know, when they told me to go to lunch. And I felt like this is exactly what I wanted to do. And, you know, I, I told my wife, you know, this is what I want to do. And she said, I'm, I'm behind you. And um, I remember in the early days, it wasn't easy. You know, I had to get my first client. And back then, there was no social media. There was no, you know, pay-per-click. Well, I think there might have been pay-per-click back then, but I, def- I didn't discover it. And so I started to cold call. And I found that my persistence came in handy. I started, call- when I cold called people and they didn't say, you know, unless they said to me, jump in the lake, I kept calling them back. In, in fact, I remember a-, a funny story. There was one guy who I called and, I- and-, and he didn't say jump in the lake. He didn't tell me, no, I'm not interested. He just said, well, I'll think about it. And to me, I'll think about it means, you know, yes, just, just keep asking me and I'll say yes. So I kept calling this guy. His name was Gary. And one day, I, I, after, I think after about, seven times I called him, you know, straight. Uh, he said to me, Daniel, listen, uh, let me tell you a little bit of advice. Yeah. There's a difference between persistence and, you know, desperation. You're being desperate and, you know, you're on the borderline of harassment. So, you know, please don't call me anymore. I'll tell you when I'm ready. And he gave me this whole lecture for about 20 minutes. And at the end of the lecture, he said to me, uh, anyway, let me sign up with you. <laughs> so he ended up becoming a client. But this is the funniest part. About an hour later, my phone rings and it's Gary. And he said, listen, Daniel, you know, I've been thinking about it. I'm, I'm actually a venture capitalist. Um, I recently sold my company for 300 million pounds and I invest in people and I really like you and I'd love to invest in you and your business. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, oh, this guy just an hour ago was lecturing me about how I'm harassing and how I'm overdoing it. And now he's telling me he wants to invest in my business. In the end, I turned it down because he wanted 70% of my business. But what that taught me was persistence. I've just got to keep going. Don't let anyone tell you that you're overdoing it, that you're too persistent. I, would, I, I, I never let anyone tell me that I'm too persistent. And um, anyway, so my business started to grow and I had a whole operation of receptionists. Everything was running smoothly. I felt great. And then one day I got into tough times. My uh, head receptionist called me up one morning and she said, "Um, I'm sorry, Daniel, I can't come in to work. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is everything okay? Are you you able to come in tomorrow? You know, and she said, no, I, I can't come in to work again. Like I'm done. And I said, what? What? What do you mean you're done? Well, I need you. you. You're running my whole operation. She said, Daniel, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm, I've been suicidal. I've had a nervous breakdown. And my psychiatrist told me I can't work for at least six months. And I thought, oh my God, well, what am I going to do? You know, I relied on this person to run my whole operation. And, uh, and then when I thought that was bad, I get a call the same day from the landlord of our office building. And he said to me, oh, I'm really sorry to tell you this, Daniel, but I know it's short notice, but we're going to need you to vacate the office in a couple of weeks because, you know, we've sold it. And I thought, are you kidding me? I mean, we're going to have to relocate. I've got a head receptionist. My head receptionist just told me she can't come into work anymore. Um, It it just, it just, everything just suddenly started going south. And, and, um, I started feeling like just giving up and fear crept in. I started doubting myself. I was under a lot of stress. I was working hard as it was. And now I had a, you know, a member of my team that basically controlled everything that wasn't going to come in anymore. I couldn't take the pressure. And uh, I felt I, I felt alone because there was no one else. It was just me. I was running the show. And, 
you know, nobody understood. And I remember I called up my business mentor, Gavin, and uh, I was sitting on my, uh, on my chair by my desk. And I said to him, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. And he listened to me as I started talking, you know, negatively about how everything's just not working out. And then there's a pause. There was a pause on the phone and, and he suddenly turns around to me and he says to me, Daniel, don't you dare give up. You put your sweat, blood and tears into this business. Get off your self-pitying backside and do something. Think, think, use your brain. You're creative. Think of something that can work, but just do something. And I'll never forget those words. Just do something. There's always, where there's a will, there's a way. There's always another way. And I remember I sat there and I thought to myself and I thought, what can I do? You know, we, we have to relocate that we've got no office, which means all of our equipment. We need to move the equipment. You know, my staff issues with, with my staff. What, what am I going to do? And suddenly this like light bulb moment, you know, that aha moment came. And this is what changed my whole, my whole business, my whole life was this one idea. It sounds crazy. And at the time I thought it was ludicrous, this idea. But this one idea changed my whole business. And um, the idea was, what if, you know, what if I outsourced the business to one of my competitors? You know, and I thought, what, Daniel, what a crazy idea. Why would I outsource my company to, to a competitor? But the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. It means that I could scale quicker. It means I don't have to be involved in the staffing issues that I've had. It means I don't have to rely on people, but I can rely on a, on a company. And it means that I can basically run the business wherever I want. So it started to really click. And then I decided, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And so I fired all my staff. I sold my equipment. And believe it or not, I went to work in a hotel lobby with my laptop and my phone. And that's it. And I remember sitting in this hotel lobby, just with my laptop, my phone, running my business from the hotel lobby, you know, and I did that for a year. I literally every single day came to the hotel, same hotel, same hotel lobby and worked out of it for a year. In fact, I remember <laughs> uh, there were the hotel staff used to come up to me thinking that I was the manager and asked me, hey, can I take a lunch break? And I said, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't work here. Well, technically I do work here, but not for the hotel. And so, and so you know, I had all these puzzled looks. Like some people asked me, do you live here? Like, you know, I've seen you here every single day. Do you actually live in the hotel? No, I don't live in the hotel. I have a house. I have a wife and kids to go home to. I just happen to work here. And after about a year, I think they got in a new manager because I guess the old manager probably had no idea what was going on and didn't care. And this new manager came up to me and said, you know, I've noticed you're here every single day. Like, are you a guest in the hotel or something? And I said, no. And he said, well, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm just, you know, I'm running my business from here. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and thought, what? I said, I'm running, I'm running my business from here. And he said, well, you know, politely, can I ask you to find somewhere else to run your business from? You know, so I ended up uh, working from home and then working in different, uh, you know, places. But I had the freedom to be wherever I wanted. And you know, that was three years ago that I made that decision. And now my business completely runs itself. I automated the whole thing. And now I have the freedom to do what I like, like, you know, play a lot of tennis, spending time with my wife and three little rascals, you know, going on long vacations and pretty much doing whatever the heck I like. So that's my story in a nutshell. But the question is, why am I starting this podcast? Well, the reason I started this podcast is because I have a fascination with wanting to understand what makes successful people successful? And I also have a strong desire to help others achieve success. So I decided to 
Pick the brains of successful entrepreneurs to find out how they got from where they were to where they are now and share it with others. I really hope you enjoy listening to my upcoming brain-picking episodes and look forward to getting to know each and every one of you better as we go on this journey together. You never know, one day I may be asking you if I can pick your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.